Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to SB Nation's special uh, National League Division Series preview. This is presented by T-Mobile. Uh, I'm Eric Steven from True Blue LA uh, covering the Dodgers. And with me today is Brady Klopfer from McCovey Chronicles covering the Giants. Uh, Brady, first question, as someone uh, who, whose team has been in the NLDS for a few days, who were you rooting for uh, during last night's Dodgers-Cardinals uh, wildcard game? I think I know the answer to this. I just wanted to hear you say it. Uh, I think you know correctly on this one. Uh, definitely was pulling for the Cardinals there. And, and truthfully, it was only about a quarter of my rooting interest was due to the fact that I just can't root for the Dodgers and, and don't want good things to happen to them. And the bulk of it was just the fact that the Dodgers are so much better than the Cardinals. And uh, just from a competitive standpoint, I would much rather the Giants face the 90-win team with the meager run differential than the 106-win team with the historically great run differential. I was, uh, you know, I, w- I was at that game, and I think everyone on the Dodgers side was going into that was people talk themselves into being an underdog. But at, the, at a certain point, you're like, look, they're 16 wins better than the Cardinals. The Dodgers should beat the Cardinals. But at the same time, it's a one-game playoff. Anything can happen. And it kind of looked like anything was going to happen. You know, it was 1-1 yeah. game late. There was a lot of, like, botch scoring opportunities on both sides. There was – it was just – it was an intense game. I was talking with someone at the game yesterday how there was – um a lot of nervous energy at Dodger Stadium. So at times, super excited, but at other times, they're like, "Oh no, this could go very badly, very fast." Like there was a lot of uh, Joe Kelly in important moments, which is always a danger <laughs> sign. Like uh, just kind of craziness. But yeah, but like the Dodgers got through it. Chris Taylor um, hit the walk off two run home run. Uh, one of the, I would say, the loudest moment of the night. But um, That was uh, an intense game, but what it brings us to is something we've been waiting for for a while. Uh, Dodgers versus Giants uh, for the first time in the postseason, although that's uh, it's a bit of a technicality. But like still, it it is it's it's impressive or like it's notable that they are playing for the first time in the playoffs. And uh, I mean, I've been looking forward to this for a while and especially this year. Two excellent teams. Um, what what are your thoughts on that matchup? Yeah, it's uh, like you said. It's it's been a long time coming, and it's just so exciting for that 
for that reason. But I think I'm just happiest that it did happen in a year like this where, you know, they've clearly been the two best teams in the division, in the National League, uh, by most counts, the two best teams in baseball this year. And I was kind of worried that it it would happen one of those other years where like the Dodgers were putting up 100 and something wins and the Giants would like squeak into the wild card as a not very good team and then just get pummeled in a game that would get, you know, advertised as a rivalry, but wasn't competitive. So this is poetic. This is the best year for the two of them to to meet. Yeah, no, nobody ever talks about like classic rivalries when like one's the hammer and one's the nail or something like that, like that right? Like it, it always has to be two like very good teams. I know the the most the reason why I, I sort of mention it, it's a technicality that they've never played. It's it's because like way back when, long, long before we were born. I, I'm older than you, but I'm not that much older than you that I was alive for these, but. 1951 in Brooklyn and New York, uh, 1962 LA and San Francisco, probably the two most famous um, uh, playoff, uh, I guess, tiebreaker playoffs in MLB history. It was best of three back then for the National League, back when there was no division. So it was winner goes to the World Series and the Giants won both uh, games in uh, in the third game, or both tiebreakers in the third game, both with ninth inning comebacks, both like absolutely destroying the Dodgers the hearts in the process uh but very famous and also very um incredible like finishes both years I think the Giants were just red hot down the stretch in 1951 but the Dodgers had to get hot to catch them this year was similar I mean I think uh I I split up the season in thirds for uh, True Blue LA it's it's like a well a look we're all we're all here for content and it's a way to have content throughout the year, but um, that's one of those things where you could kind of see who remains hot, who 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 slumps and when, and who carries a team for a certain stretch. And the Dodgers in this in the last third of the season, they were forty two and twelve, and that in a normal year that would like blow the doors off of just about any division. And with the with the Giants, it was like nope, they just they just sort of stayed there the whole way, and like they. The Dodgers and Giants just kept winning. Like I think they, I saw a thing where they won like sixty-five. They won on the same day sixty-five times, and I think only one other year in MLB history have teams done that. So just, just an insane year for both teams. The Giants were barely supposed to win sixty-five times, let alone at the same time as the Dodgers. (laughs) Yeah, like going into the season, right? Like I guess let's get to that. What were your like realistic expectations like before the season. So, you know, what's funny is I was just revisiting some of my spring training articles um, during this gap here between the season ending and, and the postseason starting. And I had one article back when I was foolish enough to think that the Padres would be really, really good. Like most people thought <laughs> silly me. And I had an article about how the giants might surprise people and be better than expected, but that, it wasn't going to be enough in a division that had two potentially historically great teams. And that with the Padres or Dodgers taking one wild card, then you have to beat eight other teams in order to get the second wild card. And that was unlikely. And one of the lines I had that ended up being so close to accurate and so far from accurate was that I thought it was reasonable. It was very reasonable that the Giants might win 85 games and still finish 20 games behind the Dodgers. Wow. Which the 20, you know, 21 games is what it really would have been had they won 85. But, um, you know, I was on the money there with the Dodgers. But, you know, that was my kind of 
realistic but optimistic thought. I, you know, the projections were high 70s, which I thought was fair. I thought that things could go right and they could be a mid 80s win team that flirted with a wild card. And like, I will, I will give you that's you get credit for that too. But just the fact that you also mentioned that like two potentially historically great teams, I mean, you were kind of right. There were that's true. two in that's the division. True. So, like, I should have stopped while I was ahead though and just not named them. Yeah, it's it's the first uh, first time in MLB history that two play two teams with 105 or more wins are playing in the playoffs. The Giants won 107, Dodgers won 106. They got their 107th yesterday. So I, I was telling someone today, uh, this is a race to 110. That that's that's the uh, this week. But yeah, I I don't know. It's like with the Dodgers on on their side, um, people were getting kind of crazy with the expectations like before the season because they've, they've kind of been like that, like a hundred win pace for like, it was like four years before this year um, outside of 2018. But just generally they've been roughly in that hundred win pace, but people were writing stuff like here's how the Dodgers can uh, break the all time win record this year. And every one of those People forget, like, there's, like, an upper limit in baseball. Even at your best, like, um, down the stretch, we talked about 42 and 12. That's a ridiculous stretch. But people were nitpicking, like, single losses going, well, that's why they lost the division. And it's like, yeah, but you can also – you can't really play better than 42 and 12, right? And it seemed like that was the case with these, like, how are they going to win 116 games? Like, well, they're not because that's really, (laughs) really hard. But, like – and then – but they – I don't know. They had, um, you know, some injuries. Every team has injuries. The Giants did too. Um, but like, they still like won 106. So, uh, that's, that's kind of incredible in its own right. And like, it's wild. Like, I know, uh, the Giants set their franchise record. The Dodgers tied their franchise record for wins. So like, this is like literally these two teams at their best ever. And so it's like a perfect time for them to be playing in the playoffs I, I think that that's what I'm looking forward to the most and it's going to be so memorable for that reason you know whatever happens uh whatever anyone's rooting interests are if you're at all invested in either of these teams this is a series that you're going to remember for a very 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 long time no matter how it plays out and that's that's just fun when you go into a, a baseball series knowing that this is going to be historic this is going to be memorable it's not even for the world series you don't know your team's going to win but you know that something special is happening and that you need to be there to watch every pitch as it happens. Now, uh, you know, the Rays, I believe, did they also win 100? They're like close enough behind where they're excellent as well. But the Dodgers and Giants had the two best records in baseball. When they're meeting, it's only in the division series and not, say, like the NLCS. Um, Do you have thoughts on that? Like, does do you, is that... There was a lot of talk going into the wild card game. It's like, okay, look, you guys won 106 games. How are you? How do you feel about being like having to play a one game playoff because you have second best record? Do you do you have any just general thoughts on that? Uh, like the the process or the the format of MLB playoffs right now? I'm a a big hater of the the one game wild card. I just think you know I know that one game single elimination is is the most exciting thing in sports but in baseball where you play 162 times and you're playing six to seven days a week for half a year uh to me it's just 
it's really sad when someone then has one game and loses. Even if it's the Dodgers, like, you know, I wanted them to lose, but I would have I would have felt sad for them. I would have felt sad for the fans to have that good of a season. And then you potentially lose just because one player had a bad game one day. Uh, that to me is is a little tragic. And I wish that they would either just go back to having one wildcard team or go to a series for the two wildcard teams. As for the two top records meeting in the divisional series. I don't think it's ideal, but I'm not offended by it the way a lot of people are. Um, mainly because, you know, there is a luck component in sports. There always is. Uh, sometimes you get a better draw. Sometimes you get a worse draw. Uh, I think there's kind of a limit to how much we can try to uh, make a, a fair platform for all of the teams so that everyone's going through the same thing. And, and maybe it would be better to just do reseeding after every round. But then I think you also come into some issues where, you know, what if you end up playing a, a 95-win team from a really good division versus... Uh, a 96 win team from a much worse division. Uh, so I just don't think there's a way to get that right. I, so I'm, I'm all right with it. it. It would definitely be ideal if this were the NLCS, but I'm, I'm not up in arms about it. Yeah, I'm kind of with you with that too. Uh, speaking about home field advantage, should the Dodgers uh, beat the Giants in this series, we'll get to predictions in a little bit. Uh, if they move on, they would have they would be the road team to start against either the Braves, uh, who won, I think, 87 games, or the Brewers, who won 95. Uh, so, like, they... That's a bigger issue in my mind. Yeah, that, that's a little bit weird, right? But but at the same time, um, I'm, I think I'm with you on the... The one game is definitely unfair, but at the same time, from a, like, just looking at it from the sports perspective, it's almost, like, forced... Uh, like excitement like it's almost guaranteed to be an incredible game just because of the stakes so like you have that every year and yes it's between like the usually the fourth and fifth best teams in the league this year it, it changed but uh, the other aspect i i thought of this max scherzer alluded to this uh pre-game uh, before his start he started for the dodgers in the wild card game but his thought was um like you really um, ought to re reward division winners. Had the Dodgers and Giants been guaranteed like the same fate, like the old wildcard system where both would just be in a division series against someone and you don't have to have that extra step. Maybe the Dodgers don't go nuts and go, we're going to trade for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. You know, let's let me, let's trade for a Cy Young candidate and an MVP candidate in the same deal like that. That was a shocking trade. I, I will admit that I did not see that that scope coming. Uh, but then also the Giants, maybe they don't trade for Chris Bryant, who's like excellent and per, like a perfect fit for exactly what they needed. Uh, so I think what it what it did, I think for the most part, it enhanced like two great teams it made them play great and be great down the stretch uh, to, because what they were fighting for was important. So I kind of get it on that regard. And I think it's almost something I don't know how to fix it because uh, like, what do you do? Like, do you, they're going to probably expand the playoffs and, and, and maybe they have a, a, a thing where I think the proposal was 14 teams where the three division winners, like, pick their opponent or something in the first round or something weird like but I think as long as you reward like the division winners and make you you have to make the regular season mean something because if you go full like reseeding like the NBA like from the outside this is very generalistic but 
you know, NBA regular season, eh, like it, it exists, but it doesn't really matter. Baseball regular season matters. And I think you have to sort of keep that. So I, I'm kind of with that. Yeah, that that's a very good point because these last two months, and admittedly this was a special season, but these last two months, the race between the Giants and Dodgers was really unlike anything I've ever seen in a regular season of any sport. And you're right, you don't get that at all in the NBA. It, it doesn't matter how closely teams are matched. It Just the outcome isn't important enough to get that drama and that intrigue. And, and with this, knowing that a team that wins 100-plus games is going to have their back against the wall immediately, it made for two months of just absolutely compelling baseball where so much was on the line. And, and in a 162-game season, I, I guess that's really important to be able to have so many games feel meaningful and, and dramatic and you look at the flip side even though they're meeting you know relatively early in the playoffs it does guarantee that one like very high win team will be in the championship series in the National League. so maybe that's good um so before we get into predictions i wanted to both mention it's it's more of a coincidence than anything but both teams uh starting first baseman who set career highs in home runs this year are injured and will miss the series uh, Max Muncy um, dislocated his elbow on in game 162. I know uh, Brandon uh, Belt broke his thumb or, or tore a ligament in his thumb, I think, on a bunt. I, what, what game was that in? Was that like the last week of the season? It, yeah, I can't remember which game. It was September 28th, I believe. Mm. And so, he, is he going to be out for like this series for sure? Yeah, he said yesterday that he'll be out for sure, but that he's hopeful for the NLCS, but that I think was more of a you know, personal hope than medical hope. Yeah, the Dodgers, I think, haven't officially ruled Max Muncy out, but he's out. Like they're 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 holding out hope, but it, there's like al- there's almost no way he plays in the division series. I, I mean, there's no way he's going to play in the division series. They just haven't officially said that yet. Um, so it, it, it's one of those things. Like we literally saw him. Muncy was wearing um, a giant brace on his elbow. And it looked like the kind of brace people wear after surgery. Uh, but like, I don't, he hasn't had a procedure or anything, but it's like, it's, it's very serious. And I, I think it's just a matter of like figuring out what exactly he has to do before they officially, I think it's more of a psychological thing. They don't want to just make that a, a bummer of a thing, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting, but uh, just it, going into the series. So giants have home field advantage. They earned that by winning the division. They, they beat the Dodgers 10 out of the 19 times they played. Um, they get the first two games at home starting Friday night. Uh, how do you think this series is going to play out? Oh, gosh. We're, we're jumping right into the heavy yeah. stuff here. It's an impossible task to to try to predict this, right? I mean, like you said, yeah. Giants won the series, but only because they played an odd number of games and someone had to win the series. Dodgers won the run differential, I believe, by two runs. Giants won the series by one game. It It really was as close as you could possibly draw up and and if you look back on those 19 games I mean how many wild moments were there that defined it? how many crazy walk-off hits how many robbed home runs how many missed calls by umpires there's just so so many games that had big moments came down to the wire etc so uh, it's so hard to predict um and it's also very hard to remove my bias um <laughs> if I'm being honest uh I do give a slight edge to the Giants for three reasons. Um, The first being the home field advantage. I think these teams are closely enough matched that that becomes a bigger thing than maybe in some other series. 
Um, the second is that, like you said, no Muncie, no belt. To me, that's pretty close to a wash, but probably a slight advantage for the, the Giants, given how well Max Muncie hits the Dodgers. I mean, hits the Giants. Um, but the Dodgers are without Clayton Kershaw as well. And the Giants have some smaller injuries. But uh, as much as Giants fans love to poke fun at, at Kershaw's uh, complicated relationship with the postseason, I think that's a, a huge loss for them. And, and I think they're a little bit more hurt than the Giants are in that regard. And um, the third reason is I, I think the Giants just benefit very well their style of play from having days off, having a short series and being able to tighten everything up. Uh, I think a huge part of their success this year came from playing matchups, uh, making just an ungodly number of substitutions throughout the games uh, and not having to worry about a fifth start or not having to worry about resting bullpen arms with games off after game two, or days off after game two and game four. Uh, to me, that really plays into what they try to do strategically. So um, this is probably just me talking myself into what I want to believe. Uh, but I give the Giants a very, very, very tiny edge here. Yeah. So do you think um, you're talking like they win in five games, they win yes. in four games? Okay. Definitely. So you, you talked uh, about Clayton Kershaw being out. So he he um, he has elbow soreness, inflammation, something. Uh, they He doesn't have a torn ligament. That was like a huge sigh of relief. So he doesn't need like surgery. Uh, but He's definitely out for the postseason, and it it makes for an interesting game four. Uh, because so they're going to go Walker Bueller game one against Logan Webb, uh, Julio Urias in game two against Kevin Gausman. Game three they're going to have Max Scherzer back uh, from the wild card game, and I don't think the Giants have named a starter, but it sounds like Alex Wood or something like that. Um, yeah, so game four is essentially Tony Gonsolin's game for the Dodgers, but they. They have a very short leash on him uh, generally, uh, and it, it's probably going to be like a, a, essentially a bullpen game. Now, be, like you mentioned, because of the you don't play more than two days in a row in the division series, you can you have a rested bullpen. You can really be aggressive. So I would imagine Gonsolin might face anywhere between like nine and fifteen batters or something like that, and then they just figure out the rest with a bunch of one inning guys and and sort of try to do it that way. But yeah, that that's where. It, it definitely gets uh, interesting. So that's going to be a fascinating game uh, on both sides because the Dodgers are going to be in that situation. The Giants, presumably, I'm assuming to go Alex Wood game three and Anthony DiSclefani for game four. Here's what Anthony yeah. DiSclefani has done in six games against the Dodgers this year. 27 innings, 33 hits, six home runs, 15 walks, 22 earned runs in 27 innings against the Dodgers. There, there was a while uh, pretty far into the season where he had not given up as many runs against everybody else as he had to the Dodgers. He only very, like at the very end, like sort of tilted that back the other yeah, way. Yeah, that was sometime in August, I believe he still had that going. <laughs> yeah, just just absolutely wild. And I, I know a lot of it was like that one game where they scored 10, but they were hitting him like, I think, a good two other times, if not three and uh, so that that'll be like interesting as well, uh, but yeah. So I will give credit. I think so. The Dodgers um, they let they led the National League in runs scored. The Giants were right behind them now. But if you factor in like Park, the uh, Dodger Stadium is is slightly more hitter friendly uh, than Oracle Park. Not a huge difference, but enough to where I was looking at. If you look at uh, WRC plus, 
that sort of takes that into account. The Giants are at 108. The Dodgers are 106. So, like, you could make an argument, especially the way they match up everybody, that the Giants might have a better offense than the Dodgers, even if it might not empirically seem that way, because I think the Dodgers are more uh, stacked with regulars as opposed to, like, a platoon. And I think people don't tend to to think of uh, that being, like, generally good than than they do with, you know, people they can see every day or something like something like that. So I think it's going to be an excellent matchup. Now, like, again, it's going to sound like we're both biased. The, the Giants writer is picking the Giants. I, I think I'm going to pick the Dodgers. Um, I just like the three pitchers, the three starting pitchers they do have are all – I mean, Scherzer has had some – uh, command issues his last like three starts, but he sort of gutted through last night. I still like him a great deal. They're going to have Bueller, Urias, and Scherzer pitch four of the five games. So I, I like their chances with that, but I do think, I do think they're going to win in four games. So I'm going to say Dodgers in four. That that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Ooh, a good spicy take. I like yeah. it. And the Giants, I mean, you know, to your point, the Giants have not had much luck against those three hitters this year, or ever, really, if we're being honest. And those those three pitchers, I mean, they're good pitchers. You expect them to do well against everyone, but um, they've done very well, especially Walker Bueller against the Giants. Now, also, uh, speaking of Bueller, the, the reason the Giants won the division by a game and, well, there's many reasons, but, and they won the season series was that that 19th matchup was... Uh, beating Walker Bueller and pretty handily on Sunday night baseball. Now, as long, I would say as long as the Dodgers don't wear those all blue Los Dodgers uniforms, I think they're going to be okay. So I, that's the secret weapon. You heard it here first. Uh, they, they just avoid the blue, the all blue. And then I think the Dodgers are going to be fine. Do you have any um, insider info here, Eric, that they are going to avoid those jerseys? So uh, they were supposed to wear, I believe those jerseys twice uh, on the last homestand, it was supposed to be Tuesday and Friday. They wore it Tuesday, uh, including uh, that Tuesday was a Walker Bueller start. Uh, but then uh, Friday, they 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 just changed their mind. So uh, they went with the normal uh, white. So I think I think they're going to stick to that. Now I, I tracked uh, talking about minutia. The Dodgers have two gray uniforms. The I think the official road jersey is Los Angeles. But they wore uh, Dodgers on the front of their jerseys way more often, uh, so I am I am intrigued to see what they choose. Uh, but but it, it doesn't really mean anything. But like that, that's just one of those little quirks that I like to pay attention to. So yeah, that that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, I, the Giants, obviously, uh, great team. They have the advantage, but I do think the Dodgers are going to win in four. But like honestly, just given how well they played. We all know these games are going to be like super close going into the eighth and ninth inning. So uh, I, I'm just I'm looking forward to a great series. What about you? Yeah, I mean, like I said before, this is something we're going to we're going to remember regardless of what happens. Uh, I think most Giants fans, as much as they are passionate about beating the Dodgers, I think most Giants fans are, are just happy that that this has happened, that, that the season has made it to this point. Um, not that they won't be extremely sad and angry if they lose the series. But, um, you know, the Giants are a few years ahead of schedule. And as a fan, I'm mostly just excited that that we get to have this, that we got to have such a fun regular season, that we're going to have such a fun postseason, that we know that next regular season, um, should it happen, is going to be a lot of fun 
as well. And, and we know that the rivalry is, is alive and well. And, um, if it's anything like the 2014 world series was, I'm going to have some holes in my, um, couch pillows by, uh, the end of next week. Um, because like you said, I, I think, I think we're going to see a lot of games that are really close coming into the seventh, eighth, ninth, maybe beyond innings. You, you brought up 2014. I, I was convinced the Dodgers and Giants were going to play that year. Uh, the Dodgers had, again, had to get through the Cardinals to get to the Giants. They did not that year, very famously. However, that you could say that was transformative because that was the final straw uh, for the uh, the Ned Coletti era uh, with the Dodgers. And then that offseason, they brought in Andrew Friedman, and they've kind of been on this upward trajectory since then. So maybe it was, like, for the best. Like, you know, if you, if you can never no, – in the moment, you can never think, well, this is probably good long term. But – at the time, it felt very crushing that they didn't get to play. But this year, yeah, looking forward to it. So should be fun. Absolutely. Well, I, th- I think we did a pretty good job uh, previewing Dodgers-Giants. I'm looking forward to the possibly four games, possibly five game series. I, like, if it's three games, that'll be very weird. But uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, Brady, thank you for joining me. Uh, you can read Brady's work at McCovey Chronicles. Um, you can read my work at True Blue LA. And thanks for listening to the SB Nation National League Division Series preview presented by T-Mobile. 